0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Society Podcast. Today is a solo show. We are here for the April marketing must-dos. If you guys are new here, these are the three things that I pick of just in observance to what I'm noticing with my clients, um, what's going on in the marketing industry. And yeah, so I pick three things that I'm observing that are really small and tangible things that you can do and focus on. Um, I know sometimes three things in a month kind of does feel like a lot, but again, I try to keep them super small. So you can always find these, by the way, if you go to my blog, it's just foreverfriday.co slash blog. I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, I have a category for marketing must-dos. So if you are new or you know this is maybe the first or one of the first few times that you're catching up on this, um, you can always catch up on the past ones that I've done. I think we've been doing these for about a year now. Um, So you can just click on the category of marketing must-dos and you'll see all the past months and everything that I've kind of have suggested um, within those. So yeah, the March episode didn't have a podcast because I was in Mexico for one of my amazing clients, Yoga Retreat. So um, The Space Between is a studio in Chicago. If you guys are in Chicago, definitely go check them out. It is a beautiful, beautiful yoga studio. Um, But the owner is my client and friend, Darren, and she hosted just an absolutely magical yoga retreat um, and invited me and I had to say yes, right? Like, why not? She invited me and I was like, yeah, duh, of course I'm going to go. Like, there's no reason not to. So it was truly a magical experience. The It was in Toto Santos, which I've never been to. Um, I'm from New York, so I've actually never been to the West Coast of Mexico before. And I was very, very pleasantly surprised. So it was amazing thing. Um, but I was there without a microphone. So I did post the March marketing must do's it's on the blog and I sent it out in an email, um, and created a post on social out of it as well. But there was no podcast episode for that one. So I know I got a few messages from you guys saying, you know, the podcast didn't load. It just wasn't there. Um, but we're back for this month. So here we go. Without further ado, let's get into your marketing must do's for April. All right. Now, the first thing I actually want to say before we get into number one is that I'm recording this on April 12th. You know, by the time this comes out, it'll hopefully actually it'll be today, but maybe it'll be April 13th, 14th, something like that. Um, But where we're at right now in terms of seasonality, you can probably see your studios or your businesses, if you're a service-based business, start to get a little more full. You're probably getting a little bit more demand. Now, the reason for that, I see this every year, people are excited for summer, right? And the weather is getting a little bit more mild. People are coming out of their shells a little bit more. Your clients are likely envisioning themselves taking full advantage of the summer. I know, I don't know if this is true for you guys, but like, I always envision like my best self in the summer, right? Like I'm dancing and moving and doing all the things I want to do and like really just living as the person I want to be. So I know that happens for a lot of people when it comes to the summer as well. Um, so people are kind of getting off their butts a little more, a little bit more. They're excited to get into the studio. They're, you know, they're like, they're working for a goal, right? So what that usually does mean for the wellness industry, and I know that I'm seeing this for a lot of my clients right now, is you're about to embark on a pretty packed six to eight weeks. And then you're probably going to see a little bit of a slowdown for summer, which is not a bad thing, right? It's just we want to understand how to use this data to have a really great business and to not feel, you know, freaked out when things get slow and to not feel stressed when things get busy. So understanding how to look at your trends is going to be really important for managing your stress levels, which is obviously incredibly important how you're showing up in your business. So before we get into actually the marketing must do's, the one thing that I'm going to recommend that you guys do is just head back and look at your booking software, even just your calendar from last year, if you're like a one-on-one provider, what did your utilization look like in classes? Were you maxed out on -on one-on-one appointments? When did things start to slow down a little bit? So those are the things that I would really recommend you look at. So again, just, you know, head into your booking software whatever you're on, Mariana moments, any of that kind of thing, or even if you are just a service provider, not just a, sur- I'm a service provider, um, or if you're a service provider, I would say look at your calendar software, figure out what was going on, and then use this information to inform your summer strategy so that you're not surprised and you can plan, you know, your revenue projections, you can plan your frequency, and maybe you can even plan a few days off so that you're feeling, um, you know, like level about it. You're not freaked out, but you're kind of excited to have a few days off. So anyway, I digress. Let's get into the marketing must do's for the month, starting with number one, which is think about your business of the future. Now, here's something that I kind of want you guys to wrap your brain around. I posted this once on Instagram a while ago, and um, I got a lot people were kind of like, I don't know, wanted to talk more about it. So, this is one that I'm really passionate about. So, every single thing that's going on in your orbit right now the car that you're in, the road that you're seeing in front of you, the computer that you're reading this on, if you're reading the blog, the phone that you're listening to, the headphones in your ears. Every single thing, maybe the chair that you're sitting on, right? Every single thing in your orbit is a product of a decision that you've made in the past. If you're eating something right now, it's because a few moments before that, you decided you were hungry. If you are in a car right now, it's because however many years ago, you decided that this was going to be the car that you wanted to be in. So just think about that for a second, right? A concept that I've been working on with a lot of my private clients lately is that while our businesses are amazing and they're serving a fantastic purpose and we're serving our clients to the best of our abilities, they are a reaction to an industry and a client's need from the past. Now, a lot of boutique fitness and a lot of the wellness industry is rooted in the need from about 10 years ago, right? Like Soul Cycle, you know, some of these Some of the original studios were one of the first, they were the innovators. Now, a lot of the boutique fitness studios around now are kind of in a reaction to that trend, which is not a bad thing at all. There was a need and we filled it, which is amazing, but it is easy to continue to just stay in this mode. So this is something that I want you guys to start thinking about of like, are you still in the mode of reacting to the need from the past? Or are you thinking about what's going on right now and how to sort of react to the science and the technology and the client behavior trends that we're seeing in this moment? So if you're still with me, I know that's like kind of a, you know, an interesting thing to think about. Um, but I saw a post from Tonal, which is sort of like a Peloton They're like an at-home um, yeah, like apparatus. It's like, like a mirror sort of thing. You've never heard of it. Um, but it's an at-home workout device, right, that has like an online streaming component. And I'll link it in the show notes. But I saw a post from them a few days ago that they are starting to do cycle syncing for cycle syncing weight training. Now, what that means is for the female anatomy, you know, with your cycle, there's different phases of your cycle in which you should be doing HIIT workouts versus strength training versus low impact, you know, etc. There has been a lot of scientific research around this. And I've also noticed this is a big conversation on social media amongst influencers and also even like podcasters that I love. So, like, I love The Genius Life, I love Huberman Lab. There's been this conversation. Alyssa Vitti, if you guys know her, um, she's been really, she's always been sort of the leader in this realm, but she's been showing up on a lot of podcasts lately. So, anyway, what this is saying to me is that this is a conversation and a need. that our clients are focused on right now. Now, I really loved that Tonal was bringing this conversation into their business, because they were showing you that they're keeping up with science, right? It is just one example, but I would consider how new research in, you know, anatomy, weightlifting, all this sort of fun stuff that's going on, but also like mindfulness, right? Manifestation, like there's a lot of trendy topics that people are loving. So how can Can you bring that into your business? And you know, sort of show your clients that like you're in this conversation with them, you're in this discovery with them, and that you're going to sort of figure out how it all fits together, but that you're present to it, right? So I think that's just something I would really um, recommend for you guys. Like how can you bring that into your business and continue to evolve with your clients as opposed to just reacting to, you know, what the need was like 10 years ago, right? So that's definitely number one is I would just say like start to consider the future. Start to consider the conversations that are happening right now. How do you want to bring all of this innovation into your business and keep evolving with your clients? So that's number one. Number two is that I would love for you guys to audit your communication. Okay. Now, if you don't know what emails your clients are getting, this is a really, really big call out. And I will just say I have been there too. Everybody has been there. A lot of my clients have been there. We've been working on auditing communication. It is totally okay if you're not positive what emails you are sending out or what text reminders or any of that. But I would stop that, you know, as soon as you can, let's just start to audit it and see what's going on. Um, now this one comes from a few days ago. I, and I, I work out at a lot of different studios, right? So I'm like I'm part of a lot of different booking platforms, I guess, and I'm getting a lot of different confirmation emails and reminder emails and all that sort of stuff. So a few days ago, I got a reminder from a studio that I had booked a class at, and it was letting me know that the class was starting in 24 hours. So it was one of those emails of like, "Hey Alexa, you know, we'll see you tomorrow." Um, the email was super generic, so I actually didn't even know what studio it was coming from. <laughs> I knew where I class, which was a good thing, but it didn't tell me anything about the studio, which was how I could tell that it was, you know, an automated generic email, um, it didn't have any information about the studio, but it also, the one thing it, I really was missing was a link to change the class if I needed to. So in the email, it had said, you know, okay, our cancellation policy is 12 hours, um, which a lot of you guys will put your cancellation policies in those emails, but there was no link to reschedule or cancel my class, which I actually needed to do because I was no longer in town. Um, so I forwarded it to the studio owner and I was like, Hey, you know, here's some recommendations. Um, I would add in the link to the schedule. I would add in, you know, a few different things for the client's ease, um, And she replied that she'd never seen the email before. This is super, super common. Again, I'm not calling anybody out here. I'm just bringing this to the surface to help us all out. I believe a rising rising tide, you know, helps all ships or whatever that saying is. Um, But yeah, it's super, super common. I've gone through this too. So it is totally okay if you're not super aware of the emails, but please just make a plan to audit these this month. So, whatever booking software you're on, if you're using even Calendly or like I use Acuity, you can see all this stuff, right? Just in your client email section, super, super easy to get to, um, all the touch points from your brand are your reputation, even if you don't know that they're being sent out. That is still forming your reputation in your client's mind. So it's really not an excuse not to know what communication we're sending out. We really need to be present to that and make sure that we've got our finger on the pulse there. Now, some emails that I would start with would be confirmation of class, receipts or payments, You know, anything like that, reminders or see you and client cancellations. Those are definitely the ones that I would start with. But of course, you know, your email or your, uh, your software platform is going to have a lot of different templates as well. So take a peek, see what they offer, um, what they recommend and, you know, go from there. All right. The third marketing must do of the month is to close the loop on your marketing. So what I mean is that your emails, your social media, and your website all sort of feed into each other, and that you're kind of keeping your um, ecosystem, I guess, if you will, of your marketing in one spot. So it's like cross-pollination almost of marketing, right? And the reason for this is that whether we know it or not, we put out information about our brands and about ourselves on a lot of different channels. And each thing does vary slightly. You're going to show up a little bit differently on social media than you are in your emails versus how you are on your website. But all of those versions of you are super important. And we really want our clients to see all sides of us. So what I would do here, right, is you want to make sure that your website is feeding into your email list and that your social media channels are feeding into your email list, and that your emails are also calling out a way to link back to your website, or you know, a keep up with like keep up with me on social media sort of footer. Um, and that sounds like a lot, but you're basically just making sure one thing is leading to another. Whenever you're posting something or you're putting something out there, so every time I send an email, which you guys know at the bottom, it just says like, "Hey, you know, keep up with me on social media" or like, "Let's be friends on the internet," something like that. The reason for that is that I I know that a lot of people sign up for emails that maybe don't necessarily follow me on social, or a lot of people follow me on social that aren't signed up for my emails. I want to make sure that they are both feeding into each other for a lot of different reasons, but mostly just so that you guys. Are getting a full understanding of what my brand is so that you can understand if it's gonna help you in some way, right? Like that's our ultimate goal is just letting our clients know like, hey, this is what I do. This is how I show up. Um, if you wanna work with me, that's amazing. And if not, that's okay too. So that's the goal. Like that's what we wanna make sure uh, we are conveying. So again, just to make sure your client has a well-rounded idea of your brand and who you are, continue to make sure your followers are signed up for your email list. It's... <laughs> So I would usually say like every once a week or so you can kind of post like, hey, you know, to keep up with me on, you know, I'm going to be posting this in my newsletter this week, or um, I'm focusing on, you know, protein this week, like sign up here or drop your email and I'll add you to the list. So that would be an idea of cross-pollination and then vice versa. Again, in your emails, you can always just at the bottom, just throw in a link to your Instagram. You can even just sort of prompt someone and say like, hey, if you found this interesting, I'd love to know more. Like, shoot me a DM. Let's talk about it. I love talking about protein, right? So, any sort of thing like that would be considered cross pollination and closing the loop on your marketing. The added bonus here is that just in case something does happen to social media, I feel like I'm like beating a dead horse. I say this all the time, but social can go down at any time. You do not own your followers. There is no way to connect with anybody on your Instagram or on your TikTok if the platform goes down. None. Right. So I would just make sure you are constantly feeding into your email list because, as a business owner, your email list is something that you do own, right? Like, that is your information anything on social media is not actually yours. So just make sure that you are always feeding sort of into your email list. That's gonna be like your number one goal for your audience is just to make sure everybody is on your email list. Um, It's much safer against any and all disruptions. Okay, guys, that's it. Our number one was think about your business from the future. Our number two was to audit all communication that's going out at the present moment. And number three is to close the loop on your marketing and make sure that you are cross-pollinating for your audiences. Um, that's it. Our marketing membership topic for April has been systems and automations. So we had a webinar about it, which is also up on the drive. Um, if you guys wanted to join in, you know, now and you weren't there for the webinar, that's totally okay. The webinars are always in the library. So you get full access to everything there. Uh, it's like lifetime access to all the webinars, all the workbooks. For this month for systems and automations, I uploaded a tracker that you can use to sort of figure out each step of your client journey and what systems are helping you with that and to like take some stress off of your plate. Um I uploaded a workbook of all the different ways of like all the impacts of your current systems and how to make them a little bit more streamlined. So I know a lot of the members have been loving that. Um, Yeah, it's just foreverfriday.co slash membership. I love it. It's super fun. And our group is just absolutely amazing. So if you ever wanted to join, feel free. We'd love to have you. That's it. I hope you guys are having an amazing April and that it is getting a little bit warmer and sunnier wherever you are. I'm loving, loving, loving this like 70 degree day. I took the entire day off yesterday from meetings and had all these plans to do podcasts and all these fun things and gardened the entire day. I went to Home Depot. I spent $200 on more plants that I absolutely do not need, but it brings me joy. So I hope you guys are doing something today that is bringing you joy. And I will talk to you soon. Bye guys. All right, guys, you made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me. If you haven't left a review yet, I would be so, so grateful. I read every single one and they help me, they help the podcast, they help my visibility. So definitely encourage you to do that. And if the content of the episode was relevant to you, if it helped you with your business, I would love it if you shared it to your stories or if you sent it to a friend. That is it. I will see you next week. And again,